coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I think so much sometimes we just come into this into situations like this where we're trying to be so understanding because we think that's what's going to get us the guy. We think that's what's going to make them appreciate us. We think that that's what's going to bring the closeness, but it's not because you're not getting what you want. You're just sitting there providing them with whatever they want and being understanding. Don't be so understanding that you settle for not being treated the way that you deserve. When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriend. Welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend Podcast. I'm your host, mindset, and intuitive coach, Kendall D. So today's topic is going to be what I did that changed the dating game for me. So it's a few things, one more than a few, because I was thinking like, I didn't always know how to date. I mean, if y'all read my book, Toxic X Chronicles, John, and seen how my dating history is, that's pretty much the bulk of it. All my 20s was spent just, like, in toxic relationships. And it was never really us dating. We just, I just kind of threw myself into there. Like, oh, you like me? Let's go. I say that a lot. That's my thing. Like, oh, he likes me, so, and he's attractive, so, okay, we work the rest out. That's all I knew. That's all I went for. And so, I learned through trial and error, really, on how to date. There was no, really, no handbook back then in the early two, well, what's that? Around 2011-ish, 12, 13-ish. Social media was, you know, around, but it wasn't really like it is today. It didn't have a lot of people like me doing what I'm doing. And it's more now, and it's great, but it wasn't really when I was, you know, dating. So I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I did a lot of trial and error. And I would date, get my heart broke, or get disappointed, and realize, okay, this is not going to work. Let's take a moment, take a beat, what I got to do. Okay, this makes sense, that don't, let's see, let's try to do that, that. And I started just kind of piecing together. Overall, before I get into my list, y'all, overall, what really, really helped me to implement these, I guess, dating lessons I'm about to teach you was that I just got tired of getting my heart broke. I got tired of being disappointed. I got tired of not meeting who I was supposed to meet or not meeting the one for me, I guess I would say. I just got tired of that. I got tired of feeling like I was feeling. And so I'm a person that if I'm tired of something, I'm not going to keep doing it. I may once or twice, to be honest, 
But I will make a change and quick. If something's not working, I'm changing it instantly. Not instantly, but I'm, you know what I mean. I'm changing it. I'm trying to see what, what I got to do. Changing it. Because in the back of my mind, I always knew that love is really good. Love is not the problem. Love is beautiful. I want love still. I never really had this... I never really had this outlook that love was the culprit for all the shit I was going through. I just knew that it was something else going wrong. Maybe it was me. I think a lot of times maybe we're afraid to look in the mirror and say, it's me. It's something I'm doing wrong. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It just means you don't know what the hell you're doing. And so it's okay. And really the dating is all about trial and error because even the things that I'm going to mention that helped me, I want you to filter it and take it in and also add some of your own things that you've noticed from dating. It is so, 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 so important that you always survey what's going on. Don't just be dating. I think a lot of times we'll date to death. You're just dating, dating, dating because you want someone to be the one. You're dating, dating, dating. But are you actually taking the time to stop and take a break, take a moment and reflect upon what just happened reflect upon the relationships or even if they're not relationships reflect upon the people that you've dated reflect upon what you need to change um reflect upon your standards do you need to add more standards it as some of your standards a little too low some of them a little too high whatever it is it's time to reflect and change something up so i'm going to get into it first my little light it's not censored. It's irking me. It's going to have to be perfect enough. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get into my list of things that changed the dating game for me. Number one. These are no, in no particular order. I'm just going off my little list here. Number one. I instantly became turned off by inconsistency or confusing behavior. No more of that shit. Cut that shit out. Now, I'm going to be honest here. And I'm sure y'all can relate. I just actually posted a TikTok saying leave the inconsistent men alone and don't be settling on the excuses they give you and a lot of people was like ah you yelling at me i know i know and i'm like i get it i've been there i've been that girl and my tiktok is um i've been that girl by the way but anyway i just happened to post about the inconsistent men and it's like i'm saying you have to stop assessing if their inconsistency is warranted your understanding or not you have to consider what do you want do how does it make you feel if someone being inconsistent makes you feel like you're going to be hyper vigilant vigilant like you're always wondering are they cheating on you what they're doing they're so busy you don't you know you don't get you don't get a chance to spend time with them you gotta assess how it makes you feel as far as like do you feel unimportant do you feel like you're not getting enough time do you feel you're not getting to know them good enough? Do you feel do, like all of that matters? Like, how do you feel? I think so. I think so much sometimes we just come into this, 
into situations like this where we're trying to be so understanding because we think that's what's going to get us the guy. We think that's what's going to make them appreciate us. We think that that's what's going to bring the closeness, but it's not because you're not getting what you want. You're just sitting there providing them with whatever they want and being understanding. Don't be so understanding that you settle for not being treated the way that you deserve. And I did that for a long time, was be super understanding. I would understand some, some shit. <laughs> I would understand some shit that I had no business understanding. Giving too much grace, giving too much benefit of the doubt, when I should have just been giving doubt. So, what I'm saying here is, I know, I know this may be hard to do when you're so used to it. You may be thinking in the back of your head that, oh, I'm going to be mean if I'm not understanding. Or, oh, I really like him, so let me try to understand his situation. Or, you know, you may be, all of that may be going back in your head. But at the end of the day, girlfriend, you have to understand that that may not be enough for you. He may not be enough for you. And it doesn't mean that he's a bad person. He can legit have some things going on. He can legit be, you know, just really busy, working a lot, doing whatever he's doing. And if that is the case, then that's when you decide, okay, is this enough time for me? Is this going to be enough for me? If not, you have to move it on. And you may be thinking you may not meet someone you like again and all that. You will. You will. You can't think like that. So it's either you're going to be sitting there stuck not getting what you want, or you're going to be afraid to move on because you think you're not going to find someone again. I'd rather just move it on and try my luck with that instead of sitting around being unhappy. It's like once you've done it so much and took so much shit off of someone and gave them so much benefit of the doubt and just got shitted on in the end, like that's what helped me to not do it so much and be turned off from it because I'm like, I know how this shit is going to end. And once you know how something is going to end and it never ends well, like never, move it on. And this, I would say, is mainly for if you're just starting out dating. But I'm going to go along even further and say even if you've been dating a long time, hell, even if you're married, if someone, the standards are still true, the standards are still upheld even throughout the whole relationship, marriage, whatever, if at any given at any given time or point, for t for a prolonged period of time, to where it's just unnecessarily been a long time, and you've dealt with it, them being inconsistent and not doing what they used to do, not spending time with you, all of that, no quality time, nothing that you need and want, and it's been prolonged, then it's time to assess the relationship and how it's making you feel, and if you're getting what you need, you can have a talk with them, but. It's still the same thing. It still holds true because you still need that. You know, you can't just sit there and be that understanding to someone that you go without what you need. Because at the end of the day, they're they're fight they're fine. They're getting all they want. They're getting you and they're getting to be inconsistent and in and out and do whatever they gotta do. And you're just sitting there, oh, I'm just being understanding because that and that happened. No. So be turned off from that. And if you're wondering, how can I be turned off from that, Kendall? Like, I don't know. I'm always so understanding. How can I be turned off? I'm just a nice person and all of that. What helped me to be turned off by that is because, one, I said I, I knew how I was going to end. And, two, it became a turn off because it's like you are not acting like you're into me, if that makes sense. I guess as my self-esteem started to rise higher and higher, 
I started to be really turned off by someone not acting like they're into me. I'm like, this is me. And I'm a great person. And you're acting like you don't want to see me spend time with me. You're... Mm -mm. Like... And then I feel like they're playing games. That's, that's in a nutshell what it is. Like, if you are saying that you want to date me and you supposedly like me, why are you inconsistent and not showing me that you do? Why would you not want to spend as much time as possible with someone you like? And so I feel like you're playing games with me. If you're on if one in one breath saying, oh, I like you. Oh, we vibe so well. Like your conversation. Oh, you're beautiful. Listen, whatever they saying. But on the other hand, you call here and there. Don't answer when I text or text back days later. Go MIA for a whole week or weekends. Just in and out. Talk whenever you feel like it. Not plan another date. I'm like, you're lying to me. And liars are a turn off. So, yeah. You have to look at it like that. And I think you have to get out of your head that something is wrong with you. A lot of times we tend to take it personal as well. And so you have to stop taking it personal and thinking that, Okay, maybe if I just chill out and give them their space, they'll be a little more consistent. What all, whatever logic you have, do away with it and just flat out be like, it's a turn off. You don't like me like you say you do. Next. Okay. So, next thing on my list. I stop forcing connections and decentered men in my life. That was a game changer for me because it's like I didn't realize it at the time but in my past relationships I was I would say I was literally forcing those connections because it's like it wasn't working clearly but I was trying to force it to work and so that alone right there I'm saying it's like once you come out of that and once you start getting your self-esteem to rise a little higher and you start doing better at dating and you, you know, the trial and error and whatnot, I started just realizing that, okay, I like connections that are just organic and come together without any type of force and we just really like vibe off each other. I started really, really liking that. And it was some guys that I dated that we had the connection to where I really liked that it was natural. But as soon as it started feeling like waning off and it started feeling like, okay, this is not like it was, or I feel the connection is not, I, as soon as I felt like it just started to come apart, then I stopped forcing. I just kind of eased my way on out. And that took some time to get used to doing, but I started realizing just how good it felt to have a real authentic connection to where it's not forced to where I'm not chasing them tomorrow. I'm not begging for time. None of that. And what helped me to get there is decentering men. I have a podcast before this one where I talked more about that in detail. I want to briefly state it here, but decentering men means that I stop I, I stop making them the center of my world basically. I stop trying to be who I thought they wanted me to be. I stopped like longing so hard for a connection because when you're longing so hard for a connection, you'll find yourself forcing it. And so once I just kind of let go of that and realized that there are a lot of men out there 
and there will be someone for me. I don't have to force a thing. And once I just started really using it as like a, affirming myself, affirming my affirming my dating life, I realized that, okay, I can just move on. There's always someone else coming. You have to remind yourself of that. That there's always someone else coming. You'll always get a chance to try love again. And the more that I kind of dated and like moved on to the next and I would meet someone else that I liked, even if it didn't last, I realized that that's true. I'm always going to meet someone that I can connect with and like. Even if the connection doesn't last and it doesn't go to anything, it doesn't materialize to anything, I'm still like, okay, this is true. So once you actually start to do it, you actually start to date, see it's not working, move on. Date, see it's not working, move on. You'll see a trail of people that you once at least connected with and liked in some kind of degree or way, but it just didn't work out and it's okay. And so you realize that it's always going to be someone else that you can meet. And I started like living my life in a fulfilling way that was fulfilling for me without a man. I started enjoying my own company. I started just really like self-caring on me and just realizing that it's not so bad to be alone. It really isn't. Like I would be okay. And that right there just changed it all for me because when I came into the dating scene after that renewed, I guess, vision, but when I came into the dating scene, I realized that there's a lot of different men out there that I can date. And I realized that I just realized I'd be okay. Like, that's the simplest put it. It's like, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our head and in our mind thinking, oh, we're not going to meet someone else. or Oh, this is the end. Oh, I really like someone. I'm going to like someone else. You know, you start doing all of that shit. It's not true. You're telling yourself a lie. And so I had to just realize that I'm going to be okay, basically. <laughs> Next thing, um, being more assertive. Like, this changed the daily game for me, straight up. And I was initially afraid to be assertive because I was afraid of running someone off. But... I started to realize that I have to speak up because the men would act like that they can run over you. And I didn't like that feeling. So I had to speak up and speak out and be assertive about what I wanted, what I needed, what wasn't going to fly, what my boundaries were. Now, I'm going to admit, sometimes I would set boundaries shaking, meaning that I was a little nervous to do it and was like... <sighs> I had to take a deep breath to get myself to do it and say it and to stand up for myself. But I did it. And once you do it, even while you're a little nervous and you're not used to it, but once you start doing it, you'll realize that you can. To me, like practice builds confidence in anything. And so, yeah, you're going to be nervous and you're not used to it. But you, but I, ha I got in my head that I'm not tolerating the same shit I used to anymore. I can't do this anymore. And so once you got that in your head that you want something real, you want something, you know, not going to the same shit you've been through, you change. And I started saying, I have to speak up. And so whatever it was, I was just assertive about it and assertive to them. And sometimes it would, you know, end up being okay. Like, oh, okay. They didn't realize they did whatever they did and I had to be assertive about. And it was no big deal. And sometimes it would run them off. And good riddance. Because it's like, if me being assertive and speaking up for myself runs you off, that means you were really out to just control me and take advantage of me. And you didn't want to respect my boundaries. And so I started looking at it as that way. Not looking at it as that I'm running someone that could have potentially been the one 
No, they weren't the one if they couldn't take my assertiveness. They weren't the one for me. It's simple as that. And then I feel like if you have to be like over assertive and stay and you have to keep asserting yourself and saying your boundaries and saying what you're not going to do and not tolerate, I think that's too much right there. Like, yes, have the assertiveness and be assertive. But if you feel like you have to always, you know, be that way with whoever you're dating or trying to get to know, yeah, you may want to rethink that. They may not be someone for you because, you know, and you're doing too much to get them to act right. So that's also something you want to consider. I realized that the more that I dated and I dated better quality men, I didn't have to be as assertive because they just knew not to fuck up because they didn't want to fuck up. It's simple as that. Like someone that actually wants something real and authentic, they're going to take care to not fuck up it's it's really just that simple and that leads me to my next one leaving after the first fuck up so <laughs> i i feel like all of my past relationships i stay after the first fuck up and that's where i fucked up <laughs> i don't drop the f1 a lot let me slow down because i need some um i need to get sponsored in ads i mean i need ads for this so let me slow down with the f bomb but anyway, <laughs> I left after that because I started realizing that if you don't, it'll just be more and more. You do not allow someone multiple chances to do shit to you like that. Because after the first time, they realize that, oh, you know, she's not going anywhere. Or, oh, it, I, I guess I can do this and she's all right. They're going to keep on doing it. Because they know that you're going to stick around for it. So I'm not saying like small things like, you know, oh, they didn't text you back. Or, you know, maybe they fell asleep. Or, oh, you know, they were like five minutes late to the date. Stuff like that. I'm not saying, oh, I'm done. I'm not saying little, you, you'll know. I'm not saying stuff like that. I'm saying stuff that makes you feel uneasy. That's what I'm saying. Like anything that makes you have that little feeling in your gut or stomach. Or you're like, I don't like this. This, this don't feel right. Or you feel uneasy. You'll know the feeling. I can't really tell you what it would be. But you'll just have that feeling like. That nervous feeling like. I don't like this. And. It can be anything. It can be. Maybe you saw. Some text messages from his ex. In his phone. Or you saw him still, still talking to his ex. And y'all are trying to get to know each other. And he lied and told you that they're not talking. Or it could be that. He has a criminal record, and he said he didn't, but you find out he does. It can be <laughs> you find out he's still living with his baby mama, or he's still living with, you know, any, a woman, anything, anything. And, yes, they're going to have all types of logic for it, and some of the logic may even be true, but what you have to do is listen to your body and how it makes you feel. Leave after that. Because it's going to be something else and something else and something else. And then you're going to be too deep in. And then you're going to leave hurt and dis not disappointed. More than that, you're going to leave hurt and just like broken. Because you tolerated so much. That changed the day of the game for me. Because I'm like, I'm not sticking around tolerating shit. And once you set that for yourself where you're not tolerating shit... You're not tolerating those uneasy feelings. You're not tolerating someone that makes you feel uneasy about them. You'll realize that after 
each situation, relationship, or whatever it is you leave, it's not hurting as bad as it did before. The only reason why usually there's a lot of trauma in leaving after relationships or a lot of healing that has to be done is because you stuck around and tolerated red flags, rationalized the red flags, looked past them, tolerated their bullshit, or tolerated the you know the fuck up the first time and thought it would get better. You know, when you stick around and do all of that. And you're trying to endure all of that. And so then in the end, it's the same reason why you leave. And it's like, now you got all this healing to do because you're so broken from tolerating all of that. So the less you tolerate beginning in the beginning, then the easier it is for you to come out unscathed is what I'm trying to say. And this is not to say like, of course, things can be going great. Then they can betray you just all of a sudden. That can happen too. And that can be heartbreaking. But... I'm telling you to lessen your chances of coming out to where you have to go through years or months or whatever of all this healing and you're just broken and lost and confused is if you leave after the first fuck up. Like, I feel like that changed for me because it helped me to just move on to the next and then try it again. And I wasn't so hurt and broken. Like, I may have been disappointed. Because I'm like, dang, I really like them. But when you leave and you're like, nope, I can't date them no more. Or nope, nope, next. Then you realize that, okay, you're doing the right thing. Sometimes in the back of your head, you may be thinking like, oh, I wonder if I just should have stayed. Or I wonder if I'm making the right decision. And that's why sometimes we stay because we're afraid we're not making the right decision. I feel like that's because you're just used to tolerating a lot more. And so now you're like, oh, that's just one thing. I'm not tolerating and I'm gone. What if I would have tolerated it would have been all right? It's never going to, it's never all right. It's never going to be all right. That's something I realized, like, it never changes. It's always the same thing. I've seen it enough and know enough that if I stick around, it's going to be some shit in the end. That's how it's always been. So I guess my toxic relationships did teach me that. Like, <laughs> I'm not tolerating that shit because I've been there and done that. I know how it ends. Next, and this is a big one. So... This one here was like the final thing that I did that really kind of brought it all together. I stopped dating with my ego. I just did a post on this on my Instagram page, which is um, I've Been That Girl 2 on Instagram. Somebody already had I've Been That Girl, so I had to be I've Been That Girl 2, T-O-O. But So, I had to stop dating with my ego. And let me explain what that means in detail. So, I feel like dating with my ego. I was dating for someone that was physically attracted to me, that looked good. Someone that had a certain type of status. Someone that had just a lot of surface level things is what I was looking for, I'll say, in a nutshell. I was really focused on the surface of them. And for me, I feel like focusing on that. It would have made me feel really good about myself to get someone that looked good on paper or on the surface to want me and act right for me and be with me. And so I was dating for that look. I wanted someone like that, that fit that fit the type that I had. I was dating for a, a, a particular type. And so after the last guy did it, right before my husband... After I dated him and I realized I swiped right on him on Tinder because I liked how he looked. And some told me not to. I'm like, Kendall, you're looking at him just because how he looks. That don't mean he right. 
Like something told me to swipe left, but I swiped right anyway. And that situation didn't end well. I will say I didn't come out like traumatized. No, it was nothing like that. Like I said, as I started dating more and more, it would just be a little disappointment. Move on after about a week, like whatever. And and I remember with him, that didn't end well. And I was told myself, I'm not doing it again. I'm not dating just solely for looks. Like, yes, you have to be attracted to them. I'm not saying date somebody ugly and try to make that work and force it to work. Remember, I said, we ain't forcing connections. But I'm saying... I stopped looking at solely debt. I would date someone that, you know, I found like, okay, they're not bad looking. And I started doing more of that instead of just going with my look, with looks first. And I started realizing that what mattered most to me was the inside of someone. And that also led me to understand that that's what really builds a relationship. That's what really, that's where the vulnerability comes in at. That's where the... The depth of the relationship really comes in at because you're like getting at the soul level. So I started dating more so at the soul level instead of the ego level. Now this may take some time for you to get into because you know you want what you want. But after I got disappointed enough, that was one thing I decided to change. Like I said, I started changing these things after each disappointment. Like, okay, I need to change that, change that. I was always just dating solely for looks. And when I did that, I found myself trying to slick force the connections because I'm like, I like how you look and I like this and this about you. So I want to force everything else to work. I want, and I was trying to like force a connection and they'll be a little inconsistent and I'll try my best to hang around with that. But it's like, I slowly came out of it. Like when you're leading with that, it just makes everything else fall to shit because you're just leading with, I want my ego strokes. And when you're leading with that, you tend to tolerate some shit you don't need to tolerate. And so what I'm suggesting here is that you look deeper than just the surface of someone. And what I mean by you look deeper than just the surface of someone, I mean that, yes, you can like how they look. Like, I like that my husband had a beard. I was attracted to him. I'm like, okay, he's not bad looking. I can date him, get to know him, and see how I like him. So getting to know him, that built the attraction more. So what I'm saying is go off more than that because... Looks can fade. And what you want, if you want something that's long-lasting, you're going to have to look deeper than that. If you want something that's healthy, you're going to look deeper than that. If you want something that's real, you're going to have to look deeper than that. Because what good is it to have all of the outside and the surface looking good, but the inside is shit? And I started realizing, okay, so what matters to me getting the type of man I want and what matters to me having a relationship that I want. What matters the most to have that happen because that's what I started realizing. It's what I was really after and wanting. It wasn't the surface. I really wanted a good connection, a deep connection. I really wanted something real, something long lasting. And so I started thinking about the inner qualities of someone. And that's what I led with. I would lead with, okay, I like how you look. As long as I liked how you looked. Okay, I like how you look. Okay, next. And then I started looking deeper within and seeing, you know, first how the conversation is. I started looking at the kind of person they are and how they treat me. That was another thing. Like, I started looking at how they acted around me, how they treated me. That what's made my husband so much more attractive than anybody else I've ever dated. Because I'm like, he is treating me like with care. Even in the beginning, pulling my chair out. Just like, and not stuff that I feel like he was like... 
trying to do to win me over. It was just natural. And he would just pull my chair out. And I remember he was leaving. He just got my to-go tray. And he still does that now. And it's been seven years. He still does those same things now. Just pulling my chair out, getting my tray. It's just things that are just second nature to him. And moreover, I realized he gets that from his dad. I've seen how his dad treats his mom. That's something else that's like was important to me. I started realizing like I want someone that has a good family. Someone that comes from a good family. Because I feel like then they are looking for what I'm looking for. Because they've seen how a healthy relationship is. And so they're wanting the same thing. And yeah. That's really all on my list. But that last one right there. That one really changed the dating game for me. Because I'm like. It's it's like more people became available in the dating pool when I looked at it that way, if that makes sense. Because I'll be honest, had it been like uh two years prior to me meeting my husband, I probably would have passed him up and kept and kept it moving. Like because no, he's not tall enough or he's not the right build because I wanted a man to be a certain height and build. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, he was never ugly to me. It was the height and build and and I didn't like how he dressed really. He dressed a lot better now. And I talked about this in my other podcast if y'all been listening. But all of that stuff I realized didn't matter. Like how he dressed, what kind of car he drove, um, how tall he was or Shit like that. It just didn't matter. And what matters is that as long as I like how you look and I like the inside. So, change that and that changed the dating game for you. I promise you. You'll get what you're looking for probably. Um, anything else I want to add that helped me change the, that changed the dating game for me was building my self-esteem and confidence. And some I almost left out and forgot. These are just like some little atoms we're going to just run through. But yeah, building my self-confidence and building my um, like for me, if that makes sense. Like, building my like for me really consisted of me, one, decentering men, two, liking my life and liking what I do. And so once I really just kind of focused in on me and myself and being someone I like, doing what I like, and... Just even, I remember I even started dabbling in different types of makeup. I started, you know, enhancing my look more. Anything that just that involves pouring into you, that helped me to really build my confidence and like me. And so with my confidence built, I dated with more confidence. And it's like, that's what helped me to do all those things on that list. Like, not tolerate shit. Leave after the first fuck up. Be more assertive because I'm confident in me and confident that what I'm saying I want is out there and I'm confident that I can get it. I'm confident that it can come to me. And so I'm confident that I can be alone until it gets here. And just building my life up with myself, just building that up really helped. Now, I'm not saying I just did it all overnight. I did this while I was dating and trying to do the trial and everything. But I really, really made sure to always like me and like my life and pour into me. And do what I like. So that's also very important. Like make you got to make sure you are pouring into you. You got to make sure you are building you up. Um, anything else. If there's anything else. You know I have my Patreon. I put bonus episodes on there. And I do about once or twice a week. I don't do this much. I used to do it a lot. But since I do this podcast here now. I do the Patreon like once twice a week. And so you check out anything bonus. I jump on there and say, oh, yeah, y'all, I want to talk about this. And I'll link that. All of it's linked below. 
and you can jump on there and you can see. And I got hundreds of podcasts because at first it used to just be on there. I got hundreds on there, a lot of good ones. Um, but anything else that changed the dating game for me? One other thing that I almost left off that changed the dating game for me. And I kind of mentioned it before, but I want to throw it in. Um, I stopped taking shit personal. And what I mean by that is I stopped taking anyone's inconsistency per, um, personal. Rejection, I stopped taking it personal. Um, those are the main two things that I used to take personal. And I just stopped taking it personal. And what I mean by that and what can help you to not take it personal is that it's never really about you. It's an incompatibility. And so, I started looking at it as like that. Yeah, this shit can hurt. But I started looking at looking at rejection and it's like, okay, there's something else better for me. Or they're just moving out the way for what is for me. And in the moment, it's hard to think like that. But after some time, I started realizing that, okay, I appreciate someone actually rejecting me and saying that they don't want me because that frees me up to find what is for me. And so what can help you not take shit so personal as well is that you develop your self-worth. And once you start developing that more and you're changing your mindset around what certain things mean that happen to you, you don't look at it as like such a direct hit. Another thing that helped with that is that I understood that I'm also going to reject people. I'm also not going to like everyone I date. I'm also going to, you know, have to decide that, okay, I don't want to talk to you no more. And I'll admit it was a few that I didn't really tell that to in the beginning. And I just kind of like stopped texting them or be inconsistent. Yeah, I know. And I was just kind of like hope it taper off because I was didn't want to be the bad guy because I was so worried about... I know how it would feel if someone did me like that. So I don't want to be the bad guy and just tell them, I don't want to talk to you no more. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I didn't want to have to do that. But after some time, I started realizing that that's not the way to operate. You can't take it so personal so that you can operate better and tell someone when it's not right for you. And that just changed it all for me because I realized that it's, it's not a direct hit at me. It can feel like it. But I feel like it feels like that because you may have some old wounds within to where you were rejected or to where you weren't or you where you felt abandoned or whatever. You may have some old wounds and it's just poking at this, like pouring salt into that. But you have to look at it with your higher self and your adult eyes, I would say, because usually the wounds come from an inner wounded child. Or even inner wounded teen, your teen years. So I had to stop looking at it that way and, and flip the mindset around it and realize that Okay, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with me for them not liking me. They just may not see, you know, that with me. And shit, I know it hurts because it's like, damn, you know, I thought I was all that. I know my, you know, and then you can even know your worth and be like, damn, I thought I was the shit. And they don't think that about me. Damn. It don't mean that you're not the shit. It means you're just not for them. It's simply that. You have to just keep telling yourself that it's just, you're just not for them. And after some time, it became a little easier and I remember I even wanted to reach out to the guy that rejected me. And and I think I did, but I think he had blocked me or he did ignore me. And I was like, you know what? I really appreciate you not stringing me along and just being straight up. And that right there really, because after some time I thought about it, I'm like, he could have really led me on because he kind of did already, but I never went there with him and never got any deeper or serious. 
And I kind of knew that it was going to end up being, you know, him not thinking we're compatible. But I just kept trying to kind of force the connection, like I said, I used to do. But it's like, yeah, I appreciated it because it could have went a, a different way. I could have, it could have went a whole different way, is all I can say. So, yeah, don't take the shit personal. That'll make the dating game not feel so hard. And you have to look at it and remind yourself that you too will have to reject somebody or won't like everybody or will have to move it along when you realize you're not compatible with somebody. You too will, won't will like everybody. So that means not everybody will like you. And what can also help further is realizing that those people that you don't like or didn't or didn't feel compatible with, you more likely didn't think they were a bad person, so to speak. You probably just didn't really think they were a good fit for you. It doesn't mean they have to be a bad person. Like, you being you cannot be a match for somebody, and it's okay. There's something else I want to throw in real quick. I almost forgot. Being your authentic self has really helped me. And that's hard in a sense because... You may be feeling like my authentic self may not get the guy, but that's okay. You're not getting the one that's for you. Like you have to lay all of you out, basically. All put all of you out on the table and be like, "This is me. Take it or leave it." And if they leave it, that means it wasn't going to be a match. No forced connections. Remember. And so, once you kind of develop. A liking for yourself build your confidence and you be your authentic self instead of what you think a man won't you'll find someone that is a match for you because you're not doing anyone any good and you're doing just a disservice to yourself by being someone you think they want in the beginning and then later on it just starts to be like a mismatch and and it's like okay we can't connect because anymore because you're not the same as you was in the beginning so it's just best to just be you from the start. And so that you can get something long less than what you really want. You can't be doing all of this quick shit and short term shit because it's not leading anywhere. So it's best to just be real upfront. So yeah, be your authentic self to get who's for you. And being your authentic self may not get the person that you thought you wanted, but it get the one that you need. Okay. So that's all I got for this episode, girlfriends. So, I think I want to talk a little bit more about becoming someone you like. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm that maybe the next podcast episode or either a bonus on my Patreon. By the time I've edited this and I'll do all that, I'll know where I want to go with it. But I do want to do more of becoming someone you like or building or building your her. Yeah. So, until the next podcast episode, girlfriends, peace out.